Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine there is. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1. O-U-T-D-O-O-R and the number one. Lastly, many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and Fully Loaded Chew may be that first step. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. And today, we're going to be talking with Lucas Johnson from Covert Scouting Cameras. Now, we kind of uh, get into the weeds and talk a little bit about all things trail cameras. We talk about trail camera innovation. We talk about... um, where trail cameras are manufactured we talk about uh, i think i just said this the evolution uh, the innovation Uh, we talk about troubleshooting tips for both regular cell cameras and cell cam uh, regular cameras and cell cameras and then we also just kind of talk a little bit about everything when it comes to trail cameras and then of course um, Lucas talks about covert specifically we talk about their cell cams we talk about where they're kind of heading in the next handful of years Um, we talk about their oh we talk about their uh, their business and whatnot and it's just a good overall podcast about a product that I know I use a lot of I don't even know how many trail cameras I have right now I I got uh, I I have a majority of them out I still think I have six to put out and usually what I do is I wait to put those out once the season gets rocking and rolling but once the season does uh, start uh, popping up here I'll get make sure all those cameras are out and I make sure I'm checking them on a regular basis with that said excellent episode today and uh, I want to talk uh, a little bit about our partners real quick that <clears throat> whoa the Average Conservationist, um, theaverageconservationist.com. These guys are an apparel company. They make some badass hoodies. They make hats. They make T-shirts. Uh, really cool logos on them. And what what makes these guys stand out from other companies? And it doesn't matter if you're a bow manufacturer, optics, trail cameras, whatever. These guys are giving 10% of their income right off of the top to a variety of different conservation efforts and i know you're saying well what's that why does that matter it matters because as hunters we take away as manufacturers we sell products based on um the consumption of a natural resource which whether it's ducks whether it's geese whether it's uh trapping whether it's uh elk sheep hogs whatever right hogs maybe not Uh, but whitetails Um, and in order for us to be able to continue to hunt and hunt and hunt we have to support the natural resource and one of the ways to do that is by giving back not only with your time but with uh, with a dollar amount and uh, one thing that these guys are doing over at the average conservationist is they're giving back on the time level and they're also giving back on the dollar amount level uh, and which makes them automatically a two percent for certified business uh, also 
The Average Conservationist has a podcast where they talk about uh, a ton of conservation efforts nationwide. They talk about people who have dedicated their lives to conservation. Really good podcast. And actually, I think October is their conservation week. And they are, uh, they're, they're talking, or Conservation Month, and they're talking a whole bunch about conservation this month. So I say go over and, and check all that out, theaverageconservationist.com. Also, Hunt Stand. We are in the midst of the season now, right? We're getting close to where things are really starting to uh, fire up. We're going to be spending a lot more time in the timber, and that means more sign, more opportunity to catalog data. And all this data that we are cataloging helps us not only in the short term but in the long term as well and that is what hunt stand does hunt stand is a mapping app uh, and it has all the other functionality that all the other um, uh, hunting apps have you can find the landowners you can find uh, public ground you can find um, uh, property borders uh, you can change your maps you can catalog with uh, certain pins you can drop pins you can also uh, also, and this is something that I just found out, they are rotating or they are updating their digital imagery, I believe, on a monthly basis. Not a lot of other maps are doing that. Uh, uh, apps are doing that. So you're actually getting a, uh, what is it, the most up-to-date uh, data when it comes to satellite imagery that there is. And if you're a Western hunter or and there's a fire that comes through or if there's a flood, and it knocks out a whole bunch of vegetation. I don't know, but the more uh, the more up to date imagery, the better, as far as I'm concerned. So you can go to huntstand.com, read up about all the functionality of this uh, of their website or of their app. And uh, if you do decide, you can download it for free. If you do decide to upgrade to their pro level, I believe it's either the pro level or the elite level. It's the same thing. Uh, you can enter the discount code SN20 for 20% off of your purchase. Uh, and, and then next is Lone Wolf Portable Tree Stands. If you guys follow me on the Nine Finger Chronicles, you know that uh, a Lone Wolf Tree Stand, the Assault and Four Sticks gets me just about anywhere I need. And what I, I shouldn't even say just about anywhere. It gets me anywhere I need, right? The only thing that would stop me is if the tree's too big or if it's too small uh, to get into. And usually I force my way up, up it either way. With that said, Made in America, uh, very quiet to set up, easy learning curve how to set up and tear down. If you're looking to become a mobile hunter, Lone Wolf Portable Tree Stands is the, uh, is the place to go. And when you do decide to purchase, let's just say, hey, Dan, you talked me into buying a, an assault hang on. Go to their website and then enter the discount code 9FC21, 9FC21, and you're going to save $50 off of all purchases over $200. That's like a 18 to 25% discount depending on what, uh, what product you purchase. So there's the commercials. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, let's get into today's uh, trail camera radio talk thingy, trail camera talk trail camera podcast thingy conversation with lucas johnson of covert scouting cameras all right on the phone with me today mr lucas johnson from covert scouting cameras Co uh lucas how we doing man i'm doing good how are you i'm doing good man doing good um 
we're going to kind of get right into it on uh, this episode, but let me ask you a question. What is it that, what's your title, your role within Covert? So I function as the brand manager for Covert. So I look at new product development, uh, marketing, sales, and work with some of the other departments within Covert as well as Faradine Outdoors uh, to make sure that we have we have cameras here and ready for consumers. Perfect. Okay, so let's just kind of get right into it because, I mean, we are here in the middle of the hunting season and uh, I consume a lot of content, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, YouTube or, or videos or whatever, and I get to see people complain about certain trail cameras or praise certain trail cameras this time of year i feel like a, a trail camera and a trail camera company um can be it's it's one of those it's like it's a product that can easily swing one way or another like some people can say hey trail cameras are this trail camera company's garbage versus hey i've had no issues love this trail camera and it can all depend on one person's experience one time because that's how valuable we as hunters place the information or hold the information that trail camera uh com- or that trail cameras can provide us throughout the season when we're you know when we're trying to uh get a, a big deer on the ground is is that an experience that you guys have have to deal with on an annual basis it is it is you know especially this time of year everybody really is focused in on their on their pictures and it's really important to people to be able to scout and be prepared to have a successful season so you know something that we've always focused on is one of our most important one of our most important focuses with trail cameras is actual reliability making sure that once somebody puts it out in the woods they can trust that it's going to be taking pictures and whether it's sending it to them or saving it to the SD card when they want to view them our main focus is that those pictures are there yeah yeah. And, uh, I tell you what, um, there is nothing in this world. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why this is the thing of all, like my entire life. I can deal with stress fair, fairly easy or conflict or, you know, uh, obstacles, but there's some reason if I, if I have ever owned a trail camera and it does not work, then I act like a, a, a a spoiled brat and I'll stomp my feet and I'll throw a temper <laughs> tantrum. Right. And, and I will just mm-hmm. get pissed whether it's my fault or the trail cameras fault. Um, it, I, I get, I get irate when my trail cameras don't take the pictures that I want. Yeah. And we do see that often, you know, I, I can get the same way when things aren't performing like they're supposed to. And especially this time of year, it's all about being out there at the right time. So even if you miss a day's worth of pictures, that could completely change your season. So yeah. the the reaction to cameras either not working or a potential user error is is usually uh, pretty, pretty uh, steep as well as almost immediate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to ask a very high-level question, and then when you're done answering – uh, that this question, I'm going to ask a very similar question, but in a different category, what makes a good trail camera? So, you know, we've already touched on reliability, but a good trail camera, it's going to offer you, you know, crystal clear images and videos. Um, it's going to have quick trigger speeds and a powerful flash. So you're not missing deer when they're walking past. And you're going to be able to see them well enough at night to make an educated decision on if that's a deer that you want to hunt. Um, 
So being able to not only count on that camera to continue to function once you have it in the woods, but also to, to have the clear images that every hunter's looking for. Yeah. All right. So now the, the next question is with the rise in popularity of cell cams, what makes a good cell cam? Yeah, good cell cam. Um, it's going to have a powerful antenna, powerful enough to, you know, get connection in a lot of these remote places that you may not have the best cell service. Um, and something we especially at Covert have focused on is the quality of the image that's actually transmitted to the app. So the one that's saved on your SD card, that's the full resolution image that gives you the best picture possible. But the one that's stored in your app needs to be crystal clear too, so that you don't have to be going back to that camera. You don't have to intrude on those deer and potentially change their patterns going to pull that card because you have that clear image within the app itself. Gotcha. So I want to, I want to ask a specific question about cell cams and the antennas. Um, so I was told and I've done my research, you know, like my cell phone, right? I can take a picture. I can send this picture to, you know, I can post it to Instagram. I can uh, po- uh, send a picture to uh, my my wife or my parents or whoever I want to text a, a message to. And I was told that uh, cell phones in some way, shape or form, they function in that same way. And there's no antenna on my cell phone. So what is the actual uh, what is the actual purpose behind some of these antennas, whether there's two on some of your trail cameras or one? Um, how much of an actual role do they play in transmitting more reception to that trail camera so you can put that trail camera in more remote places? Yeah, the, the external antennas, do pay, they play a major role in, in signal strength in those remote spots. So your cell phone has its internal antenna, um, but once you get out into those remote places further away from, you know, wherever the closest cell tower may be, it's going to lose reception a lot faster than our cameras. Um, that ex- that external antenna is, you know, it's very important in not only getting the antenna higher from the ground to get more service, but also just to almost ask to act as a signal boost, um, you know, we, along with a lot of other companies, do offer even bigger antennas as booster antennas that you can get as high as 30 feet into the tree if you're you know, way out there and can't get a cell signal. But most of the time, those antennas really do boost the signal that in the areas you need them. Okay. Um, and when it comes to reception, um, mm-hmm. how... Is it better to have these trail cameras in the wide open, let's say on a field edge with at least one side, uh, let's say, let's say a field. Um, does that does, do obstacles in the way? Like if I'm, if mine is maybe in good cell phone reception, but it's behind a tree or it's behind a little knob uh, or it's versus it being in a wide open field or on a, on a fence crossing where there's not really any obstacles. Does, does that play a role into signal strength? It can. Um, the biggest things are going to be more like deep ravines where there's super thick cover as well as actual terrain on both sides. You know, in most places that I hunt in, 
in northern Minnesota, it's relatively flat, but there's thick trees, and I don't notice that being uh, or impacting the signal strength. It's going to be more when there's steep terrain and big canyons in the way. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I kind of want to stay on uh, on cell cameras uh, here for a second, and let's let's talk about maybe when it comes to operating a a cell cam. Um, is a cell cam something that you can turn on, set up? I mean, what's what's the setup with covert? I mean, is it as simple as like scanning a code and it works? Um, or is it something that takes a little bit more, hey, you got to go into the camera, you got to type in a whole bunch of numbers, and then you have to like, how easy is the, the setup to get actual pictures transmitted to your phone? Like, what's the learning curve there? What's the setup like? Yeah, you know, we were really excited this year to launch uh, the ability to scan the QR code on our new wireless cameras. Um, in the past, you've had to go into our billing site and type in the IMEI and the ICC ID, which on some of the cameras you still do. But with our new units, as well as moving forward, we've been able to implement a QR code right on the screen of the camera. So once you turn it on, you scan it with your cell phone camera takes it to our website and once you log in all that information is populated you just have to add it to your plan okay all right and then um so it's it's as simple as scanning a code and it automatically sets everything up for you correct okay so when it comes to it going coming to your phone are they sent via text message is it there uh, a secondary app that you have to download uh how's that work Yep. So all your images and your cameras will be stored on our covert wireless app. So how that works, once you add a camera to your plan, you download the, the app, log in with your information, and you'll see your list of cameras there, whether you have one or you have 30. And each time that camera sends a picture, it'll be stored within that camera on the app. Click it and you'll be able to go in. Um, you'll be able to sort those pictures by the species that is in the photo, as well as you can make settings changes via the app. On some of our higher end cameras, you can check the GPS location and you can also request real time and the high quality photos to be downloaded as well. Okay. All right. So setup sounds fairly easy. Now let's, let's talk about troubleshooting because there are places where, um, let me, let me ask you if you agree with this statement. If I can get reception and make an outbound call or send a text message with an image to somebody, should should my tri my cell cam work in that same spot? Yes, it should. Okay, all right. So, with that said, if it doesn't work, right? If I'm have if my cell phone's working in a specific spot, but I'm still having issues with outbound images coming to my phone. Let, let's just use this for the example. I, I have a, a trail camera over a, a mineral station and mm -hmm. um, there are, you know, every once in a while, maybe a picture comes through, but I, I go to check that camera because it's not working. And I've noticed a whole bunch of tracks in front of it. So there, there are deer coming in front of it. The, the pictures are showing up on the SD card, but they're not being sent to me. What are some of the troubleshooting uh, things that I need to go through in order to get that camera to, uh, to perform and function at, it, at, at its highest level? Okay. Yeah, you know, that starts all the way back at the purchase. Um, we do offer multiple carriers for the cell cameras. So first you have to figure out which 
which provider that we offer works best in the area that you're hunting in, regardless of, you know, what plan your cell phone may have. It's more of what's going to work best where you're hunting. Um, once you get to that point, you get the camera out there. If it isn't sending pictures, you know, we've kept s display screens on nearly all of our units throughout Covert's history. Um, for one, for you to be able to look into that camera, flip it to set up and see what is the signal strength. Um, is it connecting to towers? Is it showing a connection to the app? Um, if it isn't, you know, we can go back into the billing site. You can call our customer service team. We have a, a robust team of very trained people working here at the covert office in Kentucky that are on standby throughout the week and on Saturdays as well in hunting season to help people in real time. Um, all of our cameras do offer the ability to send a manual photo from the camera. So it depends on the unit. But for example, on our, on our new one, if you're sitting there at the unit, you have it in setup mode and you press and hold the left arrow key that will take a picture and manually push that to the app. And if that doesn't go through, that shows us that there could be potentially an issue with the unit. But more often than not, that will fix the that will fix the issue you're having because it, you know, it sits down, it searches for that tower, and then it pushes that photo through manually. Gotcha. And that would then indicate that hey, if that picture made it through, then my other picture should make it through. Correct. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So now we have. Uh, we have the the camera set up realistically and i don't even know what an average number of pictures are for uh, a camera um as far as what i'm getting at is here's battery life right um mm -hmm. what kind of studies have you guys done with one of your average cell cams and battery life and you know because i've heard nightmare stories where man uh a leaf got in front of uh you know a a trail camera and it just sat there you know the the whole the wind pictures that we all love to get and mm -hmm. uh it just like these cell cams just drain the batteries and then all of a sudden now you're sitting out in the timber with zero batteries on a cell cam right so mm -hmm. what's the battery life on an an average battery life for some of these cell cams yeah so your battery life obviously is going to depend a bunch on the activity that's happening in front of it. But where, where we're testing a lot of these cameras down here in Kentucky, you know, you can use feeders. So there's going to be consistent activity, whether it's, you know, all through the night, in the morning, in the afternoon, there's pretty constant activity. And, you know, sitting over those corn feeders down here, we can see, you know, three to four months of battery life on some of these wireless cameras. Whereas up by me in Minnesota, where there's, you know, not as often a deer walking in front of my cameras, I don't have to change those batteries throughout the season. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So my, my next question then is, all right, whether I have 10 cameras or I have two cameras or I'm in the process of purchasing some additional cameras, how do you know whether or not you should use or purchase a cell cam versus uh, a regular camera? Yeah, you know, it does come down a little bit to personal preference because there are still some people that really do enjoy, you know, taking the afternoon and going out and pulling the cards and having those surprise big bucks sitting on in front of you on the computer. Um, but the biggest benefit, I would say, to wireless cameras is not only, you know, real-time information about the population, but you can leave the woods undisturbed. Yeah. You don't have to go walking through there and potentially, you know, break up this buck's normal travel 
corridors because you went to go pull the card you you'll have that information before you get to the woods yeah so more up to date uh picture or uh, intel versus uh, uh you know actually physically checking a trail camera um do you guys have any type of i know there's certain brands where if you get close enough you can check a trail camera without even going and checking a trail camera you just have to be within a certain distance of it do you guys have any functionality like that we don't have any functionality that requires you to be within a certain distance um all of our cell cams will send to you wherever you have signaled or internet to your phone gotcha Gotcha. okay all right so um you hear every once in a while and this this question is in regards to customer service um every once in a while uh you'll hear a story uh, pop up about uh, a brand, not necessarily trail cameras, just a brand who the the end user is unhappy with the customer service that they have uh, have received. Um, if I if I called you up and I said, "Hey, man, I got a camera that's just not working. Um, maybe we even try to troubleshoot it. It's still not working." Um, what's your guys's return policy? Do you guys have any specific warranties? Like, how are you helping the the end user? the the customer in a scenario like this yeah we do offer a full uh two-year warranty you know from when you purchase that camera um a lot of times we can work through pretty much any issue that you're having uh over over the telephone or through a chat on our website but if there is an issue that we can't seem to fix you know that can come down to a, a manufacturer defect and when you send that back to us, we can get you a camera as soon as possible. Um, we'll, we will replace that if it's an issue that can't be fixed over the phone. Gotcha. All right. And that's good That's good to know. Um, now, as far as uh, material is concerned, um, I heard mm-hmm. a rumor. I don't know if this is true or not, so I might as well just ask it. I heard someone say that there are um, – first off, is your camera manufactured in China? It is. Okay. So I heard a rumor that – all of there's all of the trail cameras that uh, unless they're manufactured in the United States there's like there's like two or three factories in the in China that manufacture all of the trail cameras within the hunting industry is that accurate no um, you know we we have multiple factories that just produce for us that's one of the main things we focus on so that you know we can keep our internal development internal and we can you know, try to find ways to improve while also not necessarily sharing that with all of the other brands out there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so you guys, you guys kind of keep it in tight. Correct. Okay. All right. So now when it comes to, I don't know, innovation, right? We've, we've seen trail cameras take a tremendous leap in the past 10 years, right? Uh, this is a, a product similar to a cell phone where there seems to be additional functionality, um, continuously, you know, like continue growth uh, of these products over almost every single year now. Where do you see trail cameras or cell cameras going in the next three to five years? Yeah, you know, that it's a great point to bring up because there has been drastic changes in the technology that's going into these units. Um, but as we move forward, the biggest thing is that they're becoming more affordable. Uh, we're finding ways to, to bring the price down. You know, if you look historically, you could have been paying $1,200 for a wireless camera where now you can get them as low as a hundred bucks. 
Um, but with the growth in popularity of cell cams, there are a lot of, or at least I envision it becoming more user-friendly in the idea that there'll be live video, the real-time photos will be faster, the signal strength will be greater. Um, just little tweaks here and there to continue to improve the products is is really what I see happening. Okay. Um, so from let, let, given the scenario where the reception is actually uh, really like good, like an average reception from the time a picture is taken to the time it is received on my phone. What are your guys's, uh, timeframes look like there? It's going to be with, I mean, within two minutes for sure. Um, because you know, there's, there's things that it has to run through on our end, going through the server and getting to your phone, but it, it, it really is almost instant. Okay. That's fairly quick. And then, um, you know, go, going back to the, the evolution, and you mentioned live video. Do you see trail cameras skewing off almost into a home security type scenario where I can go to my app, to my phone, I can check, I can check my food plots or I can check whatever trail and, and get a live feed from my trail camera to my, uh, to my phone? Yeah, I do think that you'll see that down the road. Um, and on the home security front, you know, that's already something that is pretty popular with people, especially if they have a hunting cabin that's a couple hours away or, you know, just a piece of property that's a couple hours away. They can set those up and keep, you know, keep a distant look at what's going on up there to make sure they don't have trespassers or anything else. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then. Do, do you feel that trail camera companies have any type of responsibility? And, and I don't know why I'm asking this because I, I'm not so worked up about it. But you, uh, you talk to certain people out there, and granted, some products are for some people; they're not for others. But when does it when does it become like? All right, I have forty cell cams out of my property. I know the deer movement, every single deer, where wherever they're going. All I have to do is wait for one to show up on a trail camera. I pop in, I kill him, and I'm done. Um, when do you think that some of this technology is responsible for the lack of what some may call woodsmanship? Um, I don't know that I necessarily think that. Yeah. Um, I think it does give you, you know, it does give you an edge over what it used to. Um, like we've talked about, there's a lot more real time Intel and you know, it's, it's not waiting weeks to find out where the deer are. It can be right away. Um, I will say I haven't heard of anybody who's been able to get the picture of the deer and get out there and kill that deer. Um, I tend to have the opposite luck where I see a deer on camera. I go out to the woods and don't see anything, but, um, it, it does provide you with a bigger advantage than it did before, but I, I don't know that it necessarily contributes to less woodsmanship. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then as far as uh, covert itself is, is concerned, um, let's say there's a guy and he's like, okay, I'm going to start the process of researching whether it's trail cameras, like average regular trail cameras or cell cams. Um, why should someone consider a covert? Why should someone consider covert? Really, it's going to come down to, you know, we offer cameras for any budget, and that's both for non-wireless as well as the cell cams. Um, whether you're just looking to get a starter camera to get into 
you know, using trail cameras or you're looking for something a lot more high end with more features. We have something for everybody within that range. Gotcha. Um, and uh, this this question has always kind of popped up in, in my head and I'm asking it just for personal reasons. We see we see the evolution of trail cameras go up like to cell cams, to having wireless plans, to having more functionality and more options and, and getting, uh, being able to really um, d- uh, customize your settings to, to fit my needs. Do you think there's ever going to be a need to go backwards? And I don't mean like go back to the, the, the big D batteries and, and have film in it, but I mean like smaller cameras that have uh, that are at a way cheaper price point that are just going to be with preset, you know, let's just say preset uh, um, options like three photos at a, a minute, um, at a one minute uh, trigger delay and, and just kind of going backwards to a more simplified approach. Yeah, and we already are starting to see some of that, you know, for example, our lo- our lowest cost uh, non-wireless camera, it's a very small unit. It has two buttons, and essentially all you can do is decide if you want pictures, videos, and set the date and time. The rest is already going to be set up, and you know those are great for people who are just starting to get into hunting or really just starting to use trail cameras because the, it's not confusing to set up. You put the batteries in it, and you're going to start getting pictures. Yeah, and is that the MP9? Correct. MP9. Okay. So, uh, what what is say that again? Uh, you have uh, so there's two buttons in it, and it it's just everything's preset. Yeah. So when you go through that menu, it's going to take you through it manually by hitting the OK button, and you have the ability to set the date and time, decide picture or video, change your flash power, and that's that's really about it. Um, everything else is going to be pretty standardized for you already. Okay. Perfect. All right, so um, man, anything else that uh, you need to mention about Covert, whether it's uh, customer service, um, what's coming from Covert, uh, you know, what uh, what some of your your products you currently offer, uh, functionality there, anything uh, else we need to mention before uh, you, we let you go? Yeah, I'd really just go back to the fact that you know we have a camera offer for anybody, whether you're looking to get into the market or you've had a ton of cameras and you you want to get higher quality and you know more expensive units we we offer a diverse product line that that'll really fit any hunter gotcha perfect um and with that said uh lucas man i really appreciate you taking time out of your day if people want to find out more information about covert uh, cameras where should we send them it's going to be fairdine.com forward slash covert scouting cameras perfect Lucas, man, again, uh, thank you for your time, and good luck this season. Thank you. Good luck to you as well.